0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Neil Lennon's calling for more compassion to be shown to Lee Griffiths. Stephen Gerrard gets set to mark 100 games in charge of Rangers. And could they face Liam Boyce on Sunday as the striker nears a move to hearts? I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Daryl Broadfoot and Hugh Evans. For the avoidance of any doubt, I believe Lee Griffiths was wrong to throw anything in the direction of a supporter at Kilmarnock. Even if the abuse he was taking was moronic, and offensive, there's a line professional players cannot cross. Fans like the ones who targeted Griffith are hypocrites. Mean-spirited, unrepentant, unthinking hypocrites. But players are bound by rules, no matter how unfair on them those rules might be. Griffith can console himself with two goals in two games. Goals tend to be the best way of leaving the loud mouths speechless. He's gone straight in Two-footed on the big talking point Dear I don't really know uh, Where we go from here Daryl Broadfoot <laughs> It's good to have you along with us On a Friday night And it's great to have a top flight Saturday back We were starved for a few weeks Of the top flight We get a good mid- midweek fixture card And now it's back to the old Saturday at three o'clock Yeah, even Stephen Gerrard Said he was bored with some uh, Scottish Cup action uh, So now we're back to business And I think when you look at The fixtures that are ahead Given how tensions are starting to Free at the edges I think now everybody realises It's game on again 01419511025 That is the number you need So let's hear from you It's your chance to have your say On all the day's big talking points And all the weekend's fixtures as well So don't hang about Get in touch with the guys And you can tweet us as well At Clyde SSB Lots to look forward to On the pitch this weekend Hugh yeah. Keevans Any Time Celtic or Rangers take a trip to Tynecastle always goes down as one of the, the standout fixtures in the Scottish football calendar. Even when Hearts aren't as good as they would like to be, yeah. there's still something special about games like that. There's an obligation on Celtic's part to beat Ross County uh, at home and take a five point lead. Uh, we know about Rangers' game in hand, but you take the five point lead and you hope it has some psychological bearing on Rangers. At Tynecastle I was very surprised By the Hearts result In midweek I thought they would have Kicked on From their Scottish Cup win Scoring five goals Against Airdrie But they didn't Goalless In Dingwall And they are still Under heavy pressure Rock bottom of the league Big weekend for them And Rangers And Celtic And Ross County And anybody else you can mention uh, Don't hang about then It is five past six We're here until eight o'clock So plenty of time to get your calls in On 01419511025 And like we mentioned If you would rather tweet Your well wishes To Hugh Keevans Or Daryl Broadfoot You can do that At Clyde SSB It is Friday It is the eve of Match day Therefore lots of managers Doing their media conferences today Let's hear from Neil Lennon He wants Lee Griffith's critics To start showing the Celtic striker Some compassion Griffiths has had time out Over the last year To deal with his mental health problems He's back in the team Two goals in two games uh, Lennon says it's time to back the player He's an actual goal scorer um, And that's the hardest thing In the game today So If he has his critics And we all have our critics You know the best thing to do Is to go out play well Play well for the team Score goals you don't need to bite back just you know keep it in house and you know be proud of yourself I don't think he's done anything wrong to warrant you know controversy at the minute or back page headlines other than you know his goals yeah he has a bit of fun maybe with a celebration here and there but you know I think um, I don't think there's any 
you know, I'd be the first one to get on top of them if, if there was a act of ill-discipline or something beyond the pale that, you know, did any damage to the reputation of the club. But I don't see that from them at the minute, and I think it's unfair. When somebody throws something at, let's say, Borna Barisic at Easter Road on a Friday night, we leap to the defence of the player, justifiably, and say, no, no, you can't do that. A player is supposed to feel safe on the park. That's his workplace. When a player throws something in the general direction of fans, you can't have that. As I say, Lee Griffiths crossed the line. I have every admiration for him in the way that he has started his comeback, the goal against Partick Thistle, the goal against Kilmarnock. Every admiration for him and what he is doing on the park. But you cannot cross that line. Having said that, though, surely there is a difference because you mentioned the word safe there. I mean, you're not suggesting that the throwing of tape is endangering someone's safety, surely? No, no, no. no. I, I, I'm talking about the principle okay. of, of throwing anything in the direction of supporters. If Lee Griffiths wants to turn to the broadcast gantry and give Chris Boyd uh, a, a bit of verbal... Then fine I've been a columnist I've been shouted at By people that I have Written about in my column That's the way the game works I can't imagine you Upsetting anyone I know If you say so It's difficult I know but That's okay It's not okay To get involved with the fans Although I repeat They are hypocrites Because they give him All the abuse in the world And the first time Something happens They're running Looking for police Or stewards or They're they're hypocrites But players Cannot cross that line Is it a sign of Where we're at Daryl Without getting too deep I don't know if it's (laughs) As a society uh, You know Or Maybe the the heightened tensions Of the way this title race Is going It, It seems like There's no middle ground People from social media People either want to paint Lee Griffiths out To be this completely innocent angel Or They they want him locked up for, for throwing a bit of tape Surely the truth is probably Somewhere in the middle It is But if you live your life On social media Then there is no middle ground And uh, you touched on the tension um, What's at stake for Rangers and Celtic I think we all need to Chill out a bit And Listen the untimely death of the great Terry Jones were in danger of it becoming a Monty Python sketch. There's Lee Griffiths. He was the Messiah. He was just a naughty boy. Yeah, and th- that's it, Hugh. That, that whilst not even passing any judgment on on whether it's right or wrong, we're now in a a stage where you're actually having to ask for uh, different views of the tape throwing incident to see if indeed there was a bin in front of <laughs> said supporter to see if if the tape was getting thrown at a bin or not. You know, this stuff is getting. Yeah, it seems like it's it's blowing up. You know, uh, the other thing you get is ah, if it had been Alfredo Morelos, ah, I said when Alfredo Morelos made his gesture at Celtic Park, taking his hand across his throat, I said at the time, daft. He was daft at Motherwell when he made another gesture to the Motherwell fans and he got a booking. He was daft at Celtic Park and he got another booking. That for me is the end of the matter. He was daft. And Lee Griffiths was daft to throw anything in the general direction of a fan. But the UN have a phrase for those kind of political tensions that they have de-escalation. Mm. We need a bit of de-escalation in Scottish football, and in particular the title race. Hugh's right about the whataboutery, but the reality, as you said, Gordon, is always something different. There are shades of grey, and unfortunately, or fortunately, we have a title race that makes people lose their composure. Whether it's Chris Boyd, who post Kilmarnock has become a Chris Sutton clone, everybody just feels the need to ramp it up. And that's why I say from the top end, 
De-escalation will help We've got an opportunity this season For the world to see A title race like no other To see the best elements of Scottish football We've also got an opportunity If we're not careful Everybody see it at its worst So the responsibility is on everyone And you take the, the Lee Griffiths situation in isolation It was naughty It was naive Should he do it? No Was there huge mitigation and, and, and encouragement to do it? Yes 01419511025 David's in Wishaw first up Hi David Hi Duncan Thanks for taking my call Hi guys uh, Hugh, Hugh I'm not on to have a go at you I've got total respect for you sir. Next caller <laughs> <laughs> No no I have No no but what, 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 I mean, where do you go? I mean, Lee Griffiths carry on, right? Uh, I'm one of these kind of guys that... Uh, uh, see, Lee Griffiths, okay, they must have said something to him to provoke him. So, he's, he's, he's been over the line, right? But what I don't agree with is, why are these people not picked out of the crowd by the security? I mean, I, I don't know where we go from here. But to me, if somebody's getting pounded like that, Lee Griffiths and other players, they must, he must have been really, really provoked. Somebody's hearing this. Somebody's hearing it, and that's why Lee Griffiths done that. I mean, he's trying to put his, he's trying to put his career back on line, and he's getting this in the back of the net because he's scoring goals or whatever. Now, Hugh, where do we go then? I if agree with you. I agree with you. If, if people are, uh, heaven knows. The, the cost of policing and stewarding When the Celtic and Rangers play away from home Must be horrendous Now Time for the stewards and the police to go to work then And they earn their money If you can clearly hear And see a supporter Mouthing Unacceptable abuse At a player Be it Alfredo Morelos Lee Griffiths or anyone else Yeah, you're right Someone should come in Step in and, and Escort the gentleman from the ground I, I agree But I go back to it Until such time As that happens In the meantime You can't have players Aiming anything At supporters It's Unfair They can do what they like Without Punishment Lee Griffiths Might He may not But he might Receive a punishment for this I know it's unfair but you can't cross that line And that's the thing Darla. I don't think anyone would actually argue with, with what David says I can almost hear our esteemed colleague Fraser Wishart Shouting at his radio somewhere <laughs> This is a place of work for these players And the, the serious examples The extreme examples Is the throwing of objects but, but there's a lot more to it The stuff that gets shouted at footballers In their place of work Is often completely unacceptable No one would argue against that Listen, verbal abuse is abuse Nonetheless and the fact that even some of the footage you see Craig Gordon, the most mild-mannered individual you could ever wish to meet Was so upset that he had to, to go and confront and try and defuse the situation The sad reality is they're called professional footballers for a reason They have to be professional oh. at all times Regardless of some of the provocation that is unacceptable You talked about the extreme level of it Whether it's lighters, buckfast bottles, coins These people yeah, should sure. be locked up Yes. No doubt about it in, in any other walk of life And any other locked up And that's mercifully What's happening with the police When a player reacts It's almost going back To the playground Who hit who first It doesn't matter You have to mm -hmm. take the high ground And unfortunately That's what's happened to, to Lee Griffiths I think he's gotten his frustration Having waited to get his chance Scored two goals in two games mm -hmm. And unfortunately We're spending more time At the top of the show Talking about Tape on a sock Than Two goals in two mm. games ahead of a big Scotland game and Celtic's title. Just, just, 
Just pick, just get them, get them picked out by security or police, and just show them the road, and just and just ban them for the park. And they will, that's, that's, they will do that. I think, I think if the the individual is easily identifiable, the extent of the verbal abuse. You've got football banning orders. You've got season ticket allocations that you can identify seats. That person, whether it's a short term ban or a long term ban, should sit it out. But this is the problem, and and this is not to. Belittle anything that might have been shouted It probably was over the top I'm just saying it because I, I don't know I wasn't there, I didn't hear it oh. what, what are you asking stewards to do? Are you asking them to quickly Take in every single word that's been shouted Analyse it, judge whether it's worth getting chucked out for You know, when you throw an object It's obvious, you've crossed a line, you go But if you're to start throwing people out For shouting things that aren't very nice Towards footballers We could have empty stands And that's not me saying it's okay no. I just it's a lot more difficult to police, surely I, And stewards are just that Part-time stewards They are not uh, uh, psychology graduates But you can tell When it is obviously Abusive, offensive You can tell And an isolated incident with one person Not dozens of fans Where you have to rely on CCTV mm-hmm. footage it was easy enough to identify the person. What the club will no doubt do is investigate, work out what was said, take some statements from Celtic. And I would fully expect the, the supporter to be punished. But Whatever the, that punishment is will be proportionate on, as you say, the, the abuse. And the, the thing level, is, which we don't know. that can obviously only happen after the event. And therefore, it, the onus is still surely on Lee Griffiths to just block it out. Because, yeah, if someone does something... And they cross a line And they're to be punished But the punishment Obviously comes later It's easy for us To sit here and go You turn a blind eye You use your professionalism You don't do it The same conversations Have been had all season With Alfredo Morelos yeah. You have to just be professional You have to block it Some people are more volatile Than others Some people have had more Pent up frustration Than others Not everybody has the same Level of decorum So On both sides There was wrong Lee Griffiths In retrospect Wouldn't have thrown it but consider there was sufficient provocation to do it. Uh, there are other footballing matters out there. Jeremy Frimpong's out of the game against Ross County after being stretched off at Kilmarnock. Neil Lennon's hopeful Alan Power's challenge hasn't done too much damage. He's had a scan, we're just waiting on the results of that, but we don't think it's as bad as what we first anticipated. So He's up walking about on it, which is good, but there's a little bit of soreness there, so you know, don't know what the complete diagnosis is just yet. I thought it was overly aggressive and... You know, could easily have been a red card. You know, seen red cards given for that. Um, so, we'll hopefully get him back. He's desperate to get back and play as quickly as possible. Uh, he, he felt very aggrieved afterwards. Obviously, it was very near the end of the game, but it's part of the game. But, um, yeah, I mean, he's that type of person, hopefully, that, you know, we'll see him sooner rather than later. I mean, we looked back on the tackle last night, Hugh. I don't think it's the type of tackle we need to spend a second night analysing. The guys no. in the studio thought, I think they both said probably a yellow for them, but you know, yeah, obviously uh, under under the current rules, you can you can kind of understand the call for more. The important thing now is that Jeremy Frimpong is out tomorrow, and Celtic need to replace him. Yeah, here's another side to a football player's mindset. I'm three one down. I'm absolutely disgusted. I think I'll just take this wee guy out, uh, and that was Alan Power, the the tackle of a bearded man with lots of tattoos, um, but. Uh, thankfully, Jeremy Frimpong is not badly hurt. Uh, thankfully, Christopher Iyer wasn't badly hurt earlier in the season when uh, Sam Cosgrove's frustration got the better of him at Celtic Park. 
Uh, but it's just the other side of a player's nature. I'm disgusted. I'm going to take out this wee guy. Yeah, and is it serious foul play? Was it using excessive force or brutality to give the, the laws of the game definition? I don't think so personally. Yellow card. But as Neil Lennon said, you, you have seen them. Just because you've seen them doesn't make the case that referees have, have made the right decision all the time. I, I think a yellow card was merited. Um, 01419511025. I think we can squeeze one more in before the travel. Gavin is in Thornley Bank. Hi, Gavin. Hi, it was just a comment on sort of the, the Lee Griffiths thing. Mm-hmm. When uh, you're all talking about de escalating the situation, I'm all for de escalating the situation. But <clears throat> to my mind, when you look at the actual incident, Lee Griffiths throws his tape in a bin. I don't see the problem in a player walking off, takes off his tape and it throws in the bin. The footage is really clear. It's not thrown at a fan, it's thrown at the bin behind the dugouts. It's where the dustbins are kept in Kilmarnock. I mean, this well, is this the, is the thing. Is, you, I I couldn't, with any degree of certainty at the moment, disagree with Gavin. I, I haven't no. been, I haven't visited the stand. I, I don't know where that bin is, and this sort of brings us back to this is forensic evidence on a Johnny Cochran level here. Uh, I, I have no idea where the bins are. Uh, I am only going on the television footage I have seen. He appears. You listen to me, Gavin. He appears to throw it in the direction of the fans. And if he did throw it in a bin Then a career with the Glasgow Rocks Beckons after he retires from football <laughs> yeah. I mean Gavin I can't believe we're now Moving aside bins And analysing body language And all the rest of it Would you not concede That he, he still at least Didn't have to sort of go back and, and, and go over into that direction Or are you convinced It was purely him Looking after the environment Sticking it in the bin he, He's going in the direction Of where he's got to sit That's where he's sitting He throws it in the bin And sits down no, I mean, what do you no, want him he, to do? No, he throws it well away from where he's sitting. No, he doesn't. I have every sympathy with Lee Griffiths, and I've already said the fans who were shouting that level of abuse at him are moronic. But you're you're concocting uh, a version of events here that Neil Lennon hasn't mentioned. Scott Brown didn't mention in a lengthy press conference yesterday. Uh, you know. Let's just accept what happened. It was a frustrated player, fed up with moronic abuse, who did what he did. And we have sympathy for him, and we are agreeing that he was more sinned against than sinner. But let's not. But you also don't think he should have done it, and you think he was wrong. Yeah, I, I go back. The only phrase I can use. He crossed a line you cannot cross. I think the only way to solve this, during the travel, if someone from Kilmarnock can get me the building plans, a diagram, point out where the bins are, where Lee Griffiths' seat was. Was it we, the right bin? Was it the recycling bin? We'll try and figure it out during the travel with Stephen. Then we're going to hear from Stephen Gerrard. So Rangers fans, very keen to get your take on this. I don't know if you knew, but Sunday we'll see his 100th game in charge of Rangers. So what does the report card look like for that first 100 games? You tell us. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Getting you full compensation is their goal. Talk to Thompson's.com. It's Hugh Evans and Daryl Broadfoot here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Still plenty of time for you to get your calls in on 01419511025. And we are on Twitter as well 
At Clyde SSB We're going to hear from Stephen Gerrard Rangers fans You probably did know this But if you didn't 100th game In charge of the club on Sunday How would you assess that time so far? Seems like a nice round Landmark figure uh, To look back on What do you make of it so far? Going to Tynecastle, of course uh, Let's hear what he had to say He's reflecting on that time He says he's Enjoying it He thinks it's an all-consuming task But something that he is thoroughly enjoying It's been a journey that I've fully enjoyed From a personal point of view um, Massive job, massive club Really enjoyed the ride so far Been a lot of ups, been some downs Exactly what I expected But um, I'm, I'm sitting here just as I was on day one As hungry and as ambitious as, as I was When I first on my first media press conference And um, hopefully I'm still around for the next 100 I'd like to think I've, I've grown I'd like to think I've tried to learn from the mistakes I've made I'd like to think I've done some things okay uh, Along the journey as well I believe there's still more to come From, from this team and, and these players I'm still relatively young and, and inexperienced I think people who said I lack experience and I didn't have experience That was right there's only one way to get it, and that's to, you know, get in there and, and, and face the experiences and face the challenges. It's a job that you know your phone and your work goes round the clock, uh, sometimes through the morning, late at night. Maybe that's one part of it that has surprised me, shocked me a bit. That you don't get away from it. It's difficult to uh, switch off, even on an international break or a winter break. You're constantly either on the phone or you're constantly checking up on your players, how they are, where they are. It's a job that goes round the clock, and a certain Jurgen Klopp warned me about that, and. Um, he was very right. We've had success in terms of uh, European qualification and uh, progressing, which is a massive achievement from where the club was. But I know and you know that you get judged at this club of trophies. That hasn't changed. Before the ball was kicked, I knew what I was signing up for and what the pressure would be on me. That hasn't changed going into the into the next 100. Well, 100 games. First of all, congratulations to Stephen Gerrard. Uh, he has brought two things, I think, to, to Rangers. Respectability. And I say respectability because Rangers had gone through their own fault to the lower reaches of Scottish football and then on the way back up made questionable managerial appointments like Mark Warburton and certainly Pedro Cushinha. And you had the farcical moment in Luxembourg when Pedro was rubbery in the shrubbery. Uh, and now Stephen Gerrard comes in to give Rangers respectability. Also, credibility, because over the course of those 100 games, and I know the Celtic fans are shouting at the radio now, he hasn't won anything yet. I am very well aware of that. Well, he said it himself, didn't he? However, he has brought back credibility because this is a team who, if they keep on winning, have that game in hand up their sleeve, which could give them the whip hand in the latter stages of the championship race. So... Yes, he's still to win a trophy. Has he taken Rangers to the verge of something? Yes, he has. Fewer clouds than what he inherited, um, but ultimately it comes down to the silver lining. Will Rangers fans accept another trophyless season? I don't think so, given the enthusiasm that they have over this current season and where Rangers find themselves in. You look at it statistically, goals per game, points per game, up, goals conceded, down. So the manager has managed to improve on last season's team. In Morelos, he has a match winner. Mm. But I think he's actually gotten a system now that suits Rangers, um, a better balance in the middle of the field. Um, and bear in mind, when he arrived, a lot of people rightly had said, this is another gamble. Yeah. For all the Hollywood um, box office that he brings, he was the Liverpool under-19 manager. And now, in his own development, it's a different manager. A manager who built on last season, who... 
carries himself with authority now. The players respond to him. And I might be putting my neck on the line, but I cannot see Rangers or Celtic losing a league game between now and the next Old Firm match. That is just how tight things are. And I think both teams are now, even if they're not playing well, as you saw, um, especially from Rangers during the week, they grind out victories. Mm. And I see that going until both teams meet again. Graham is a Rangers fan from Irvine. How would you assess that first 100 games? Or, well, it's 99 at the moment, Graham, but what do you make of them so far? How you doing, guys? Good, Graham. Good evening. Yep, I'd uh, assess that progress has been made. Um, it's better than what it's been in the past couple of years, but um, I've been there the last three home games there, Kilmarnock, Sonar, and uh, Wednesday night there against St Mern. It was dire, but I think the other teams in the SPL have got a lot to play in this as well. They sit and defend, and that's all they want to do. But that's that, that, that's none of your business. But you, you have to overcome that. You know, if they go there and park several buses, uh, that's something you just have to overcome. You know, yeah, yeah, I, totally, I totally agree with you. Rangers should have play, players there on the money of their own better to overcome that. But it is boring for a fan's perspective. But but you know, the, the, they Jim Goodwin or whoever is not there to entertain Rangers fans. He's there to get the best possible result. For St Mirren So you just have to put up with that it, it's oh, Hugh, Hugh can, I, can I give It was 67 minutes on Wednesday night And their goalkeeper had the bye kick There was nothing done And he's time wasting How's that any good well, For St Mirren yeah, Well If he feels it's doing them a favour That's up to him How, how can it be doing them a favour If they're getting beat 1-0 Tell me Listen the bottom line is It doesn't matter to Rangers Whether they win with style or anything else, so long as they win. All that matters to Stephen Gerrard is equaling or bettering any result that Celtic get between now and the end of the season. He's got a game in hand up his sleeve and he's got two matches against Celtic to negotiate as well. This I, old, I, this, I 100% agree with that, Hugh. This old chestnut about they came there and they were boring, that's their... Problem. That's not your problem. Your problem is trying to overcome a boring team. Perversely, it's a sign of Rangers' progress as well because those were the types of games last season and certainly the season before, St Mirren's, St Johnston's, that they were tripping up. Kilmarnock. Yeah. But now there's a bit of a juggernaut. The the reality is Celtic and Rangers have improved, while the rest of the league, with the honourable exception of Motherwell, have regressed. You look at the points difference: thirteen points separating second from third. Oh. So, Rangers and Celtic are. Setting off a nuclear arms race and, and nobody wants to give an inch The reality is Any other team put in their way Realises that resistance will ultimately be futile You remember the great quote Of our old pal Bobby Williamson When he was the <laughs> commandment manager He said if, if you, you want, want entertainment Go, go to the, the pictures, pictures. <laughs> You know So he was there to do his best for commandment Jim Gooden was there to do his best for St Mirren Can I come back in? Of course you can My second point is about obviously the upcoming game on Sunday against Hearts. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched Flanagan play it right back on Wednesday night, which arguably is his best position. Should he be playing instead of the boy Patterson? I think it's horses for courses, depending on the nature of the fixture. Uh, Nathan Patterson... Uh, can be used in certain games, but he is very young, very inexperienced. Flanagan 
uh, has loads of experience. Uh, Stephen Gerrard will know when to use one and when to use the other, and he'll probably take the view that now is not the time for experimentation. Correct. Do you think a trick was missed then on Wednesday, Graham? Because the logic surely would be that if Nathan Patterson had any chance of playing at Tynecastle, he would have played against St Mirren first. So the fact that he hasn't would that make his inclusion on Sunday unlikely? As I said, I was at the game on the Friday night against Rath, and I expected St Mirren just to set up the way St Rath did. Parson that night was the only one I gave past Mark's play on Friday night. So, to me, he should have played on Wednesday just to see how he played against that kind of better opposition and to see if he was nearly ready for Sunday. He might, I'm not saying he's ready, he might not be ready, but. Young guys like Aaron Hickey in the Hearts team, for example, and Hearts stuck him into a cup final against Celtic. Uh, now, Aaron Hickey has gone on from strength to strength. Nathan Patterson may very well be able to do the same thing. It's up to Stephen Gerrard to gauge the mood in the moment at Tynecastle on Sunday. But it certainly, although hearts are poor and bottom of the league, it's not one where you'd be inclined to take a gamble. This is also the point where a manager is as much a psychologist as he is a manager. If you throw in young Nathan Park, what message does that send to one of your experienced players, John Flanagan, who's come up with aspirations of starting, mm. who is now the backup fullback, whether it's left side or right side? If you put the young player in and it doesn't work out, you've potentially lost two players. Patterson, who might not have been ready for it, and Flanagan, who now realises that he's third or fourth choice. Okay, thank you very much to Graham and Irvin. Some decent points. Stephen Gerrard is telling Rangers fans to expect news on Jermaine Defoe's future in the next couple of days. He is expected to sign a permanent deal at Ibrox. His Bournemouth contract ends in the summer. If you remember, Stephen Gerrard says he is crucial to the club. He's so important to, to the team and the squad. He's so important to the club because the way he behaves on and off the pitch. Typical Defoe goal the other night where he's in the right place at the right time and, and, and gets you know he's the quickest to react. Um, and that's not luck or fluke. He's been doing that over the past couple of decades. Uh, I think he's absolutely fantastic for the likes of Joe and, and Glenn Kamara, the younger lads in the group, someone to aspire to and look up to. He plays a pivotal part on and off the pitch, so it's massive. And um, I'm so happy that in a couple of days or a day or two, we'll get some good news on that. Martin, you're a Rangers fan. As Stephen Gerrard was addressing you there, essentially, he says to expect news on Jermaine Defoe's future in the next couple of days. Is that music to your ears? Yeah, I'm, I'm more than happy for Jermaine to sign on a full-time basis. I think I've seen some interviews that he seems to love the club, loves what we're all about, wants to be part of a potential title one inside. I'm more than happy for him to stay. What about the bigger picture of this 100th game in charge for Stephen Gerrard? How do you feel about the the time at the club so far? Uh, it's kind of hard. Without trophies, it's hard to pick out points. Mm, I mean, sure. apart from old from victory, um, just the natural progression of the team, I think. Overall, you can see that we are a much better together group uh, as a team. Um, we're only going in the right direction and hopefully, hopefully, at the end of the season, he'll have a trophy under his belt, his first trophy as a manager under his belt. I think we go back again to where Rangers were 18 months ago. Uh, what Stephen Gerrard inherited. Rangers were a soft touch. They were Celtic's plaything. Uh, I don't need... To remind Martin of the indignities that Rangers suffered at Celtic's hands uh, over two, three year period. But Stephen Gerrard has brought credibility 
and respectability and a team who you could argue may have got the measure of Celtic now and may be able to use those two games against Celtic to win the first league title for a decade that's how much Steven Gerrard has done over the last year and a half yeah, there, are, there are no secrets here Darrell everyone knows Steven Gerrard himself said as clear as day in the interview you're judged in trophies he doesn't have one yet and we can't find out if he gets one until May but is it is it more the, the trajectory if you like that is going to impress the, the Rangers fans he turns up to find a team which, which can't get into Europe does that a team which can't even finish second gets second and everything's narrowing down you then start chalking off wins against Celtic wins at Celtic Park Things like that All of which will be Absolutely futile sure. If there's no silverware At the end yeah, of the season like yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but so you touched on The, the, the St Mirren game That Yeah the trajectory The consistency The fact that a Rangers team Now looks as if It can grind out a result As well as Win emphatically All that will matter Not a jot to fans In the cold light of day If Celtic's experience And I heard Gordon Strachan Reference the point again Celtic's experience of, of digging out in the second half of a season If that prevails Rangers have themselves in the box seat with a game in hand um, Assuming that they, they win it But for all the upward trajectory For all the deserved plaudits It will count for nothing if there's no tangible success And there's also a cautionary tale as well You, Jermaine Defoe I think is essential for no other reason Than if you take either Morelos or Defoe out of the equation There's no other strikers Yeah well, that's why the talk of Sevilla and uh, Morelos is patently nonsense because no Alfredo Morelos, no title for Rangers. No title for Rangers, much unhappiness, which would reach Steven Gerrard's door. So at the moment, he's got Morelos, he's got Defoe, he's got Rangers back credibility and respectability on the park and He'll celebrate his 100th game I suspect By proving all of that Against the team at the bottom of the league Do you still see Tynecastle as a, a tricky venue As it has the reputation Martin Or do Hearts' current struggles Fill you with a bit more confidence this time? No I'm confident I don't think Tynecastle is the way it used to be I know the old saying that Players and teams up their game Against the old firm But to be honest with you Recently for both Rangers and Celtic for a couple of exceptions that, that's a miss now it doesn't, doesn't happen anymore the cautionary tale Hearts uh, and, and Rangers well, fans the are, last visit there. Rangers fans are right to be confident but complacency works off the field as much as it works on the field mm. Hearts as much as it hasn't been pretty are now unbeaten in 2020 so they've obviously solidified they've got an important players back Suter's back Halkett's fit again Naismith fit he's managed to get a Tune out of Sean Clare as a right back And who'd have, who'd have thought that The challenge is Can they live up to Rangers um, Capabilities I don't think so But it won't be as easy as say it was earlier in the season um, I think it was October uh, Sorry November and December's game Including the League Cup Eight, eight goals with zero in re- hmm. reply So that shows the gulf The gulf has narrowed But I don't think it's closed To the point where hearts have any Real aspirations of holding Rangers You're a good man Martin Thank you for your call tonight This is the ideal time To get your thoughts across Because we're going to get Some travel with Stephen And then we could be Speaking to you next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors They play to win Every time Talk to Thompson's.com Darrell Broadfoot is here Hugh Keevans is alongside him And they're taking your calls Until 8 o'clock tonight We are on Twitter as well At Clyde SSB Lots of people are unhappy with you Hugh I can say that every night Well let's be honest Um, Lewis is on 
uh, he says you're a hypocrite he says Morelos is the bad guy for reacting at verbal abuse uh, but you've just said you've got sympathy for Lee Griffiths we talk about lack of consistency with refs practice what you preach Lewis my dear chap did you miss the bit where I said that Morelos was daft and Griffiths was daft there's no interest in natural justice anymore it's nothing but what about today this has got nothing to do with Alfredo Morelos this is a a discussion about Lee Griffiths and what took place at Rugby Park. However, and I said at the very start of the programme, for the avoidance of doubt, I do believe he was wrong and he crossed a line you cannot cross. However, you've obviously just chosen to ignore the bit where I said Morelos was daft and Griffiths was daft. Goodbye. It's so, the downside of an old firm title race. In fact, some people abuse you by saying it's the old firm title race. Yeah. Um, but it's the downside of it that you get a nuclear arms race of mock indignation from people. So let's just be club. very clear. Was Lee, Lee Griffiths was wrong and crossed the line. That's your take on it, yes? And has been consistently since six o'clock tonight. Okay, and just, just trying to be clear. Just trying to make sure everyone is is hearing you. Because you never yeah. know. Sometimes you can be distracted. You can be doing other things. and Yeah. You know, it's not easy. 01419511025. Alec is in Motherwell. Hi, Alec. Hi Gordon, how you doing? Hugh, Daryl Hi Alec uh, It was just Hugh, I'd like to ask like, Hugh and Daryl How significant do they think uh, my team's result was up at Pedotri the other night uh, like, Psychologically and that for them Do they, did you think Mabel could finish third in the league Hugh? Uh, well possibly, I know they could finish third But just to see what you think their chances are And the same when in the cup If they could get, do you think they could reach the cup final? Um, I thought the result at Pedotri was outstanding Uh the important thing, as you will know yourself, Alec, is to follow that up with a win against Hibs. Um, that, that, that's the only way you'll finish third and get into Europe and do all the good things. You have to do it on a consistent basis. I'm fed up saying how much I think Stephen Robinson is doing a magnificent job at Motherwell. Uh, but I'll, I'll say it again outstanding job and a great result midweek. They've got to do it against Hibs And can they reach the cup final? My answer to that is Why not? Look, not only do I think Motherwell can finish third I think they will mm. They've got momentum They are almost the polar opposite of Hearts story so far You look at Hearts wage bill And I hate to go down to brass tacks about it But mm. Hearts wage bill means that they should be in the top four mm. Motherwell's wage bill Means that they should Aspire to somewhere in the region of top six But realistically in that middle rump of the, the league With a, a a sound business model off the pitch With an ethos on the pitch where it's a team effort They have no singularly outstanding players or eagles um, From a PR point of view because that's my life now They're a dream to see mm. They push the boundaries, they're welcoming The club's open, transparent And I think a lot of Neutral fans would only wish them well I think they can I think they're set up for a, a good cup run as well um, the, the the challenge is Can you maintain that momentum with A squad mm. that's hardly overburdened It's been a virtue because you get that Close-knit feel about it But And we, we get into the January, February, March period Where there's games, three games a week Then it becomes difficult The only yeah. negative I would introduce in terms of the cup Alec Would be if Rangers and Celtic avoid each other in the draw They'll play each other in the cup final Alec I suppose And I know every team can do this Alec Every team's got regrets Every team will slip up at some point 
in the quest for third You look back in some Just one or two There haven't been many And that's why they're third But the home defeat to Hamilton Ackes The home defeat to Ross County it, The situation could very easily have, have been a lot more promising for you I can Gordon I, I know that uh, But every team Somewhere along the, the line In the league Throughout the season Will slip up I mean even the big two and it's, It showed you that But you just have to try And obviously win Win more than what you lose the question is and who's going to go be the biggest threat. Gone, see before I forget. It, go and see before I forget. Hugh, I was uh, I don't know if you remember starting the night. I phoned you I was, uh, about the game up at Dens Park and that. And you know, I'm, I don't know if you remember, but I'm the taxi driver. But I would just like to offer you, Hugh, if Mother Day get to the cup final, uh, I can be your taxi home. I'll take you home free of charge. <laughs> Alec, that is the last thing he needs. He's just spent the last break. Pestering Daryl Broadfoot For a lift home If it's not Daryl It's Alex Ray Or Mark Wilson Or Craig Beatty Or Fraser Wishart Anyone who is going remotely Towards Bears Den Gets a lift Which I'm not by the way But, gonna but you're going to have to Take him anyway It's heart. on your way home you talking I, I, about I, I, And all I'll say is It's a great gesture from you But even though he gets A free taxi ride home Don't expect a tip <laughs> <laughs> It was a nice gesture Alec in Motherwell Baz is a Rangers fan But he's in the Netherlands He's near Rotterdam What's on your mind tonight Baz? All right, mate. I, I was just wondering uh, regarding the comments uh, about Stephen Gerrard having to win silverware this season. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think that uh, Stephen Gerrard's brought respect and uh, and decency back and brought Rangers back to the Rangers supporters. As long as we run Celtic close, uh, then I, w- I would hate to think that if we lost the league by two points, we lost Stephen Gerrard. Because I don't think anybody else could stop 10 in a row. Yeah, that, that's a fair point, Hugh. And this is why, like... In- but kind of going back to what we were saying earlier We like to think things are black and white But they're not It's easy to say you know, If Rangers lose the league Steven Gerrard has failed But there are degrees of losing the league You can lose it in mid-April Or you can lose it on the last day by two goals You know, Baz is trying to suggest That there could be a bit more to it I think um, Perhaps if Baz lived in this city uh, I don't think that's got anything to do no, with it I, I do think he would get the, the, the When he's not from the Netherlands He no, just happens I, to I, be there I understand that But <laughs> as you as you walk about Glasgow The Rangers fans are Do you walk about the, Glasgow? Is that yeah, wise? Yeah well if, I don't, if, you don't, if you don't drive a car You've got to walk <laughs> So the, the Rangers fans are I would say In a state of high anticipation They really and truly believe That there will be no nine in a row. I think I, I, I'm always told I don't speak for this club and that club, but I do think that 95 percent of the Rangers fans believe that nine in a row will be stopped by Steven Gerrard's team this season. If it's not, disappointment will be huge, and then the question would be: if Steven Gerrard didn't stop eight and he didn't stop nine. Will Rangers risk Seeing whether he can stop 10 Final word to you Baz We're a bit We're well, running I would, a bit close I would, to the I would be absolutely gutted I would be absolutely gutted If we didn't If we don't stop 9 We tried to get somebody else in And started a new project When the project we've got Is taking steps forward Every single time We, we qualified for you We qualified for the group stage of Europe We qualified for the last 16 We were quite close to Celtic last year Not close enough This year we're right on them and I am one of the 95% that do believe we might stop it. But if we don't, I certainly don't want to start again. Listen, Rangers won't. He signed a new contract, but 
the question was disappointment would it be acceptable mm. I don't think another season without silverware whether that's league or cup will be deemed acceptable or successful Rangers Baz some good points well made we'll hopefully hear from you soon but in the meantime it's time for this Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Beat the Pundit time What a way to end your week Not only with the signed ball But with something money can't buy The bragging rights The chance to get victory Over Hugh Keevans or Daryl Broadfoot All you have to do is call us 0141 951 1025 And you have to make that call Before the news at 7 Don't hang about Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation you deserve When there's been foul play Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Keevans is here Daryl Broadfoot is with him And they're waiting in your calls You have until 8 o'clock To get in touch with us tonight Some big games across the weekend It must be said I know we have Dedicated a lot of the first hour Talking about uh, Stephen Gerrard Talking about Lee Griffiths And the sock tape throwing incident <laughs> At Rugby Park uh, If you want to preview some of the games We'll take that as well 01419511025 But we will do this first Beat the Pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football Daryl Broadfoot and Hugh Keevans are both standing by One of them will be playing Beat the Pundit this evening Of course that will depend uh, on the toss of the coin And you'll never believe who we've got on the phone tonight Hugh Keevans, oh. honestly you will never believe it I'll give you a bit of a clue Not Andy we got Andy Williams oh, on the phone well. A different one, I would assume It's Andy in Bishopton, how are you Andy? I'm very good I bet you've never heard that before <laughs> Oh, only every day. <laughs> uh, I know, and, and I, I do feel slightly guilty for going for such a cliched joke. However, you're the first beat the pundit contestant who's ever had walk-on music, as far as I'm concerned, Andy. So you should just you should be honoured, really. Well, that'll be the best thing about it. To be fair, good, good man. I'm <laughs> going to toss the coin and see who you're up against. If it's heads, it's Hugh Keevans, and if it's tails, it will be Daryl Broadfoot. And it is tails. It's Daryl against Andy Williams from Bishopton. So the impossible dream. <laughs> Very good. Uh, I'm going to give Daryl some clay two to listen to Andy. Uh, might might be one of your tunes on there. You never know. We'll give you thirty seconds, Andy. You're going to go head to head with Daryl now. Remember. Oh, hold on. We'll give Hugh Keevans is waving at me here. He's he's giving me hand signals. What's wrong with you? Are we not getting clay two yet? There we go. Producer Andy's on it He's, he, he does the things that I don't know how to handle There we go, right So Daryl Broadfoot can't hear us anymore Andy You've got 30 seconds You're going head to head You can pass Here is your chance to beat the pundit You ready? Yep Right, let's do it Your time starts Now You are oh, the this is, We're all over the place Andy I'm pressing the wrong buttons Here we go <laughs> What international team does Martin Boyle represent? Northern Ireland Name either side playing in the Scottish Championship this evening uh, Paul Gascoigne joined Rangers from which club? Spurs. Hearts are hoping to sign Liam Boyce from which side? Pass. Which Aberdeen player has 60 caps with Northern Ireland? Uh, now again. Who was the first non-Scottish manager of Celtic? Oh, Martin O'Neill What is the name of Montrose's home ground? Uh, pass Okay, let's see if we can bring Daryl back Daryl, can you hear us? Oh, yeah I was all over the place there. Repressing the button, but are you happy with that? Happy. I know you're a Delighted. big music man. Delighted. Yeah. Okay. Right. Same set of questions to you. Yes. Yep. Which national team does Martin Boyle represent? Ireland. Name either side playing in the Scottish Championship tonight. Are both. Paul Gascoigne joined Rangers from which club? Lazio. Hearts are hoping to sign Liam Boyce from which side? Oh, pass. Which Aberdeen player has sixty caps with Northern Ireland? Now we can. 
Who was the first non-Scottish manager of Celtic? Non-Scottish Oh Vim Janssen What is the name of Montrose's home ground? Uh, wow I think the out, pressure got to you there Out <gasps> Panicked You Lack did? preparation No pre-season Wink. Wow Winks Park Andy I think you had him on the ropes Oh, I, I think he might have edged. I don't know. Oh. Well, it wasn't a classic, right? I think we no, can. Ag- I think I we can agree that. on that. Um, which national team does Martin Boyle play for? Australia. <laughs> <laughs> no, ringing any bells, <laughs> Daryl? Yes, and you, uh, you know, you yes, used, to, used to work yes. at the Scottish oh, FA, and you know, it's still, yeah. You, you see where I'm yeah, going. Yeah. Um, name either side playing in the championship this evening, Hugh. Uh, Dan Dundee Yeah So none of you got that right So it's nil-nil After two questions <laughs> uh, Classic <laughs> Paul Gascoigne joined Rangers From Lazio You did get up and running Thank On that one One-nil to Darrell Broadfoot Hearts are hoping to sign Liam Boyce from Burton Albion So it's still one-nil After four questions Not to worry Andy Williams I always hate it When the contestant uh, Gets a zero You did manage to get one Niall McGinn has 60 caps with Northern Ireland Unfortunately for you Darrell got it as well He's 2-1 in front The first non-Scottish manager of Celtic Hugh, would you? I if I told we... you they were both wrong Oh Oh Oh, 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 oh Liam Brady Liam Brady, Liam Brady. Ah. It's Liam Brady You both got it wrong uh, And the name of Montrose's home ground Is Lynx Park None of you got it It was not a high scoring <laughs> affair It was two to Darrell And one to Andy Williams Hard lines Andy Andy you were almost there just as well uh, you can ma- sing Andy I don't know I'll maybe leave that a few years again <laughs> Good man A <laughs> couple of months should do it It's not like everyone knows your full name Andy Williams from Bishopton uh, A 2-1 win for Darrell Rose I mean That doesn't count as a win that does it <sighs> Well you know All week we've been Rusty. hearing it's all, it's all about getting three points on the board And the performances mm. don't matter so I've got four weeks to save my Clyde season <laughs> Maybe we can uh, Maybe we can apply that to you as well Liam Brady Burton Albion Dunfermline Dundee It kicks off No it's kicked off already I think actually um, Will Dunfermline Get two two sides That could really be doing With well, a win in the championship Tonight Hugh I, I, I consulted Stephen Mill Who is Clyde's uh, Leading authority In all things Dunfermline And I said Can you do it tonight And he said No We should point so, out I got it wrong Even after having that conversation Yeah, yeah you did Yeah yep. that's true Yep. Is he the only Dunfermline fan You know Is that is that why you why you bring it up Yes Okay he's I'm trying to think If I knew any Yeah he's possibly The only one I know as well Well either the Dunfermline fans Or the Dundee you know fans mm, I no. know the name okay. Yeah not personally Not from Big Leash Big yeah. Leash Big Jim Well anyway Dunfermline v Dundee Tonight in the championship Will we get a winner Both sides are looking For a victory They could be doing with it It's 01419511025 In the phones It's at Clyde SSB On Twitter It is still goalless In that game If you're interested Three minutes gone At East End Park Dunfermline nil Dundee nil Let's just go straight back To the phones And speak to William Who is a Celtic fan From Craig End What's on your mind tonight William? Hello guys How you doing? Good evening Thank you Thanks uh, it's just a wee point about the, the title race. Uh, I've heard uh, Daryl saying that Celtic and Rangers only, uh, won't lose, and I've heard Gordon saying uh, they won't lose other games as well. I, I sort of disagree. I think there'll be more points dropped in this second half of the season. I think it's a bit unprecedented for the two teams to be so consistent. And two teams that are heading for 100 points. And I do think when you're, you're playing teams three and four times a season... Uh, they'll get the better of you eventually You know they'll take points I think they'll they'll take points off you eventually You know and I do think uh, That'll happen uh, I'm not saying one of them won't make a 
one one of them won't make to a hundred points, but I just think it's got even with the consistency. I think the winning the league. If you'd ask me, if you'd ask me to start the season, the Celtic Celtic got ninety six points or ninety four points. I would have took your hand. I took your hand off mm. for you. There are days though I mean when Celtic went to Livingston uh, And lost 2-0 I mean it was just a calamitous day for Celtic Ryan Christie got sent off uh, Defensively they fell apart uh, And Livy didn't win another game for three months yeah. That's how <clears throat> that's how uh, eccentric a result it was So these days can come along but Celtic and Rangers are so powerful, have such strength and depth that the the chances of those days coming along is now diminishing. Uh, so it might very well be the case that this league comes down to two games between Rangers and Celtic at Ibrox and the Celtic and Rangers at Celtic Park. I just think they're now into such a laser focus that well, there may be drawn matches. I I cannot see either of them losing. And you look through the, the fixture schedule. Even including the added onus of Europa League knockout stage Motherwell versus Celtic in the back of three back-to-back away matches That's the one game oh. where you think Celtic might find it difficult But I thought the same when Rangers played Motherwell in, in, in a 2-0 win Aberdeen, we talked about Aberdeen off-air There's oh. this almost kind of cliche that Aberdeen's a difficult place for Celtic and Rangers too The stats don't bear that out no. anymore Aberdeen this season have regressed from last season um, and likewise, you look at Rangers. Rangers have had Motherwell this side of the Celtic match, and, and I, I just don't see either side letting up. I do the same at Liverpool. I thought against uh, Wolves, it might have been the one game, the one where they're expected to win, and it just falls flat. Even in that environment against the resurgent Wolves team, they get a late winner. They are just absolutely relentless, and it's a credit to both Neil Lennon, who again, when he took over second time around, there were question marks from fans, media and Stephen Gerrard that there's now this juggernaut on both sides of uh, of the Glasgow divide uh, William, and Gordon's not here I think his line that he repeats quite often it's not that he doesn't think any of them will drop points but he doesn't think it'll happen at home he thinks the only the only team capable of winning at Celtic Park is, is Rangers and the only team capable of winning at Ibrox is Celtic What when you look at the fixtures coming up William the Celtic have the more difficult run quite simply because most of theirs are away and most of Rangers' fixtures are at home in the, in the coming weeks. I think we've got St Johnston and we've got Hamilton, which is usually a hard place to go, you know, but and we've got Livingston coming up again, so obviously Livingston's going to be a hard game again, you know, and you've got Motherwell as well away. I think we've got Hibs away as well. I just think... I just think... I don't know because a lot of Rangers fans are coming on and saying that... The, that they, they hate the the park the bus uh, tactic, but I just think I just think they will drop more points. Uh, I think they've dropped with eight and seven uh, the first twenty games of the season. I think they'll drop more. I think they'll drop. To, I think they'll drop maybe twelve. I would say about twelve points, and I don't think it'll come down to the two the two Glasgow te- the two Glasgow derbies. I think it'll. I think there'll be points dropped. I do. I think they, especially going into the split. And I think uh, the Europa League as well, I think will have a lot to do with that as well. I think if you go deep into the Europa League, uh, maybe last eight, last last four, then and I that, think that, that'll well, If Rangers effect. and Celtic get to the last eight and last four, then Scottish football is the, the beneficiary of that. And then you have a real 
Climax to the season The point I was making Was up to the next Rangers Celtic game The 15th of March I cannot see How many games are there un- Until then So you'll have Well including the European games You've got What is it 10 Yeah so you take them off your, You know eight, What is it 7, take, take seven league games or got, something As you pointed out Celtic got 3 away Rangers got 3 at home You talk about the importance Of the European games Rangers come off the back Of Braga away And play Hamilton um, At home You've then got Ross County Away from home in March Which, while it won't be pretty oh. I can't see Ross County standing in the way of A title race between Rangers and Celtic I just, I just don't see an obvious opportunity With the exception of the Motherwell game for Celtic Where there's a natural, this could be really tricky That's where it's credit to them both, Hugh And of course you can then you can flip that in its head And say that some of our other bigger teams have regressed And they actually need to step up And the strength throughout the league maybe isn't there But credit where it's due to Stephen Gerrard and Neil Lennon this idea of a European hangover We always talk about it They've been oh. non-existent this season You look at the fixtures yeah. Following Europa League And they've dealt with them well I tend to think that If you are advancing in the tournament Then your self-esteem is growing all the while And that will be reflected In your domestic performances So The further they go in Europe I don't see that as a complication I see it as a, an incentive then To do well in Europe and domestically The number of games arguments a bit of a myth as well You know oh, They've played X number of games this year. That's what good players do Good players who are going through Knockout rounds of the Europa League oh. I think Rangers and Celtic Braga and Copenhagen Have two eminently winnable ties mm-hmm. But you're not telling me that The core of the Celtic team The core of the Rangers team Don't look forward to game after game Because it prevents Endless training drills Training gets part to a bare minimum You're in this kind of Relentless treadmill of, of matches Which Will ultimately dictate which of the squads is strongest Just before we let you go William What are your current thoughts on the transfer window We've got an update on Ismila Soro from Neil Lennon today He says they were hoping he would be here tomorrow But there's been a hold up with the paperwork So he'll hopefully be here early next week I hope it's not another Josh Cadet to carry on you know but Anyway uh, I think uh, I've had a wee look at him He looks a, he looks a real good player I think, I think obviously I think sometimes Brown needs a wee bit extra uh, Help in the middle of the park and I think the way they changed the system in in, in the last game there, playing the three five two, I think I think that gives more responsibility towards uh, McGregor and and, and Cham. So uh, I'm quite happy. I mean, I'm quite happy. I'd like to see. There's obviously a, there's a few players I would still like to see in the team, but you can't pick them all. Celtic have got a great squad, you know. So I'm not going to I'm not going to complain too much. Who would you like, just out of interest of that team, who would you like to see in it, and who would you have them at the expense of? Who's that? When you said there's other Celtic players you'd have liked to have seen in the team, which ones? I think there's, there's obvious ones like Taylor at left back. Uh, changing the system is good. It's good to see Griffiths back and scoring goals again. That's, that's, that's what we need. We need that, you know. So, uh, I thought in my <coughs> naivety that Celtic uh, would sign players who... You would more or less guarantee to make a contribution between now and the end of the the championship race. Um, we've yet to see what Patrick Klamala is capable of delivering because he hasn't had many minutes on the park. I would expect them to get a, a decent run at it tomorrow against Ross County at some stage. Um, with regard to Sorrow, uh, I take it that, that this is a an administrative business going on in uh, Tel Aviv. Uh, and for younger listeners, I would tell you all about George Cadetti, but it would take too oh, long. Let's not. 
Um, yeah, I, I think the two signings will be future projects. I don't think Clamalot with the age, where he's at in his development, I don't think you can risk Norwell Neil Lennon want to risk throwing him straight in there. Yeah. Edward is your number one striker. Yeah. If you play 3 5 2, clearly Lee Griffiths is your next in line. So, in terms of strength, and we had this conversation, where do you strengthen and how do you get ready made players for the starting 11 and where do you need them? Celtic, for as long as Edward's there, have their first choice striker. Rangers, for as long as Morelos is there, have their first choice striker. And I think it will come down to something as simple as the shootout between Odds and Edward and Alfredo Morelos. Even the support acts, there's no longer the same volume of goals from the rest of the pitch. Ryan Christie's Celtic's kind of next in line, the, the attack minded player. Arfield, not so much for Rangers this time around. They hope that Kent haven't brought him in. What's he got? Six, seven goals this season. It will come down to a shootout between the two strikers. Thank you very much to William in Craig End. We'll leave that one there for now. It's 0141 951 1025. Uh, we are going to get the guys a full time teaser. I can tell you, you're only looking for seven players tonight. So even you two will manage this before eight o'clock. We are going back a bit on some of them. We've got Alec in Blantyre. He's a Rangers fan, but he's got a point to make about Scottish clubs in Europe, and we'll hear from him next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors. The compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Evans is here. Daryl Broadfoot is alongside him tonight, and the two of them are going to have to show some teamwork here on the full time teaser. Now, if you've never heard the full time teaser before, it's a pretty simple concept. It doesn't take much explaining. You send the questions in to us, and we test the pundits to see if they can come up with all the answers between now and eight o'clock. So, Stephen Balmer has sent tonight's and big thank you to Stephen. The address you need if you want to hear your question is full time at Clyde1.com. Since nineteen eighty, Stephen says. Seven players have scored extra time goals in Scottish Cup finals. Can you name them? So since nineteen eighty, seven players have scored extra time goals in Scottish Cup finals. One of these guys has done it twice. So there are more than seven goals, but only seven players. Done it. Extra time Since 1980 Okay I mean I, I was hoping for a bit less silence uh-huh. Right off yeah, the bat yeah. if I'm being honest um, Yeah since 1980 They're all Going back a bit There are not too many recent ones So I don't mind steering you And I'm yeah. sure Darrell <clears throat> Will be looking to you A more experienced head In the studio oh. Hugh um, I think you so will start for would, 10. The, would, the, the, would the late Ian Redford be there? Uh, no Ian Ferguson Yes Can you remember the game That's just brownie points I think it was the. F- was it 87 It was 1987 I remember watching that In my living room That's the first I Cup g- final I can genuinely remember As a kid Is that the first one You remember yeah. Yeah. I always say it Every time that game comes up That's the last final With all Scottish yep. Players on both sides yeah. Like that Will we ever see it again Joe Doombe No No that was a late A late goal was it Rather than an extra Ian game Ferguson's game. the only one Joe Miller I must say just for the listeners Because they can't see these things Because it's radio I do love the difference between You two We've got the Darrell you're, you're, f- you're fulfilling the sort of modern man role Hugh is the elder statesman You have your laptop In the studio The pundits don't usually take it that seriously You've got your laptop that In that the is? studio Hugh Keevans has got his quill Over there on the <laughs> other side is and that I'm, parchment? I'm just loving the difference <laughs> Between the two of you Stevie Kirk <clears throat> Oh yes Oh good shout yeah. I'm glad you got that one Okay, Stevie Kirk and Ian Ferguson Two down, five to go We'll leave it there You've got until just before eight o'clock Alec is in Blantyre What's your point tonight, Alec? I just thought 
Do you know what, Alec? It's a good job for you that's wrong because you were getting cut off for giving one of the answers away if it was right, but it's not. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. On you go. Uh, evening, panel. Hi. Evening. Um, just this. Um, I've been listening to what you're saying, um, model, doing well. Um, I love the model fans in that talk of me, and that's seen four points clear, but. Seeing the name as well, the qualify for Europe, right? And we could be, we could get back to it in the first round. But let's, one more, are they going to progress? They're already doing well. So we're going to qualify for Europe. Qualify for Europe for what? They're not actually going to progress. No, no, I mean, so something going there. If it's not busy for Rangers and Celtic this season for the coefficient, then. I really don't see why you're getting excited to finish in third. I, I, I could. And that's no disrespect. Yeah, I, I, disrespect I, to Warrow Aberdeen. I know that's why they're financial. They're struggling, but I, I take your point. I just don't see. Yeah, I take your point because we've had some pretty horrendous results. First of all, on the upside, if you qualify for Europe, it is reflective of having had a very good domestic season, and you're entitled to say, "Well done, us." For don't, getting there But, yeah, but by and large the, the results Outside of Celtic and Rangers And indeed Prior to this season uh, There were some pretty ropey results Along the way for Celtic and Rangers as well But uh, Celtic yeah, and Rangers Yeah, like said But at, at the same time though, Surely finishing third is the achievement yeah. And the qualification for Europe Is just the reward that, that, that follows If you're then Unable to go as far as some people would want that, It doesn't mean there's no point in you know, in finishing no, 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 no. You, you have Alan Burrows in here And he will explain to the very penny What it means to Motherwell to finish third That's From SPFL distribution third, right? So you get more money I take your point it, It's one of my bugbears that We've kind of resigned ourselves to Rangers and Celtic Propping up the coefficient As it happens If Rangers and Celtic get beyond this round We might find ourselves in position number 14 which means that from 2021 onwards, we'll have two teams in the Champions League. It's up to the rest to understand that there's a massive gap now and they have to help bridge it. Aberdeen have been responsible for some of our most embarrassing results in Europe, just as they have been responsible for some of the greatest. Motherwell, you can go through all the clubs culminating in Kilmarnock losing to um, Conakry Nomads. See, just to that point, I know financially, right, and... I've been watching games and watching the media, right? And I know it's been talked about the media. But see the crowds. I know St John's are going to give Mace fans to Rangers and Celtic for upcoming games. But surely drop the prices. I watched, I watched, I'm a Rangers fan, but I watched the Celtic game. I watched the The crowds are dwindling. They need to address that to try and get funds in. The, the stats don't so, back that up. You know, the, the stats in general for Scottish football's. Uh, Flagship league uh, Are very good Per capita One of the highest in Europe Yeah So it's not dwindling That That is not accurate I think what often happens And because Everyone would like to see more But I, I feel like TV coverage Plays a lot into people's minds Because we see Empty seats And therefore we think Terrible crowds When in actual fact The real problem probably Is that most of our clubs Have stadiums That are far too big For them Really Far, far, far too big And also football does Have a challenge Short to medium term In attracting younger people To whom Sitting doing anything For 90 minutes Is anathema They just want Instant gratification On their mobile phone Football has a job to mm. do To make 
the spectacle, the 90 minute event, appeal. Otherwise, it becomes a fully televisual experience. We could do a full week on. Yeah, that's me getting uh, on, on my high horse. On um, Alex's point about you know prices, I don't think you'll meet anyone who th- who wouldn't love to to lower prices. I think everyone yeah, agrees yeah, yeah. that t- just to the man in the street, it's just too expensive. You try and take a family along for a day, an afternoon out on a Saturday, it is extortion. Alec is bang on the money. The problem is, Hugh, fi- it's, it, there just isn't an easy fix. I was listening to um, Manu against Wolves a couple of weeks ago and I heard the commentator say that the Wolves fans... In their segregated area of Old Trafford Have been charged £65 a head So there's always somebody worse off than yourself I I don't think football generally in this country And I, and I give you the Scotland versus Israel prices for example You build it, they will come That's heading towards a sellout I don't think the prices generally are too expensive But I think football collectively needs to give better value for money Yeah. So So rather than Dropping the prices Is just a sort of Automatic solution You think giving people more You will get this Give people more the for same, the money You've got the same Rump of fans who will come Hell or high water What you need to do Is make the proposition More attractive But then we come back To the earlier caller Who said that St Mirren By and large Were the grace at Ibrox uh, During the week And there you have the dilemma Yeah Jim Goodman would like to entertain But he knows he get a hiding At Ibrox If he tries To entertain So He took the Alternative option which is to try and shut the door And he very nearly got away with it Give you the final say Alec yeah, sure. Just a quick point I'm making that up I wasn't at the game But um, speak to a friend that was at the game Even alright it's But even when St Merlin went down one done They still never changed their tactics So please have a St Merlin fans point of view What is the point? You've well, got to support a team You know you don't got to even try Well I, I wasn't at the game But I, I read in the match reports That one nothing. Couple of minutes to go, St Mirren had a chance and blew it. Now, yeah, so if Jim Goodwin gets a draw at Ibrooks, he's doing cartwheels. Um, so that's the way they approached it. And as I say, I do appreciate the, the, the dilemma there that you're asking for more entertainment, but at the same time, clubs have their individual demands, and St Mirren's overriding demand is to stay in the division. I think it was Brian Rice that said a few months ago the gulf between Celtic and Rangers and the rest is as big as he can remember. I can't, yeah. I can't quite remember what time frame he put on it, Daryl. But that was the gist of the the statement, and and maybe that's what we're seeing as well. As Hugh mentioned earlier, if you are Jim Goodwin or you are whoever, why on earth would you come and open up and play an expansive game at Ibrox or Celtic There's Park? No why would you? Because do it? if you lose four five nil, the same fans who complain about the aesthetic will be wanting you out of a job because it was so embarrassing. Yeah, the reality is we now have. Two leagues We have Rangers versus Celtic Pursuing the championship And we have a race to see If anybody can topple Motherwell in third place That's the reality Financially On the field Results Attendance You name it By any measure There are two divisions now Um, The challenge If you look back to the European point Is can those teams Understand what it's like Not just to be Top three in Scotland But understand that there's a gulf Between top three in Scotland And Mid-tier European club Okay, we'll leave it there Thank you very much to Alec and Blantyre 01419511025 I think Dunfermline have just taken the lead against Dundee Ryan Dow Looks like he was the man who provided the finish Only 28 minutes on the clock And indeed the home side are leading We mentioned before that 
Both sides really could be doing with a victory, Hugh. And it's Dunfermline who've struck first. Well, they've had a particularly long, disheartening run of defeats. Uh, and they've taken the lead against a Dundee side who are in danger uh, of slipping out of contention for the playoff places. Uh, and that's bad news for James McPake, but it's a magnificent header to put uh, Dunfermline in front. No, this is what happens, Hugh. It's no surprise that the impact that you have on people the cross was better than the header it was from Dom Thomas who was one of the extras in your Shaking Kevin's Christmas yeah. video yeah. so you start rubbing shoulders with guys like you you get inspired you, you kick on and you achieve things I think that's the I told them the, stick with me <laughs> I'll take you all the way kid <laughs> it's a great league that as well they were four points off bottom spot before kick off and they're now five points away from top two was this not the very first fixture in the SPFL leagues this season Did we not stand here on a Friday night At the, the start of it all um, I think we did Someone will correct me if I'm wrong Anyway that's the beauty of this show But I'm, I'm sure we did Anyway uh, Right on tonight's teaser Stephen Balmer's asked you the question And he's asked mm. Can you name seven players <clears throat> Who've scored extra time goals In Scottish Cup finals Since 1980 Now I did just see a tweet Which um, had a decent go at it did Scotty McCoo went for Peter Lovencrantz but oh, that was a 90th, 90th minute, minute. I mean, just 90, so that. you say from 1980 so I assume because I was only one at the time that would have been an extra time goal otherwise it would have started beyond it so Hugh You're 1980 wise, final 1980 final was a, a penalty kick shootout between Celtic and Aberdeen mm, Celtic no and was it Celtic was it was oh no 1980 was a riot and the, the of course now was it was the goal credited to George McCluskey or Danny McGrain? Pick one. McCluskey. McCluskey. Yes. <sighs> well done. George McCluskey. You've got George McCluskey, Ian Ferguson, Stevie Kirk. Three down, four oh, to go. Oh. We'll get them okay. before the end. Paul is in Kirk and Tillich. Hi, Paul. Hi, Gordon. Uh, hi, Hugh. Hi, Darrell. Hello there. Evening. How are we doing? Uh, <clears throat> looking forward to the game tomorrow. Uh, actually, looking forward to seeing Lee Griffiths. Uh, I, I, had, I had doubts as I think most people did that he was going to come back to any kind of form but gradually slowly he seems to be getting there uh, and I'm I'm delighted I think that uh, Lee Griffiths is at the right time where he needs to help he's been with the right club he's also been lucky I think that it's Neil Lennon that's come in uh, who stood by him where in the past Neil Lennon had problems with mental health himself and I, I think that it, I don't think it would have really done him any good I don't think if he had left It wouldn't have done us any good either So um, I'm delighted he stayed I hope he gets back If he gets back to near his best I think it'll be a, a massive asset And I think him and Edward Look like they really enjoyed playing together that night. Paul what is the likelihood that they stay together? Is there a, is there a chance that As soon as James Forrest and Mohamed El Yunusi for instance get fit that, that Neil Lennon changes back to the, the previously preferred shape and actually you you don't see them both? Well, that's a, a hard one, Gordon. And I'm a massive James Forrest fan. Uh, what you saw, you know, he's been, he's been really good, but he's not actually played that many games, but he's played some big games. But the other night, I didn't, I, it took me actually a while to notice that James Forrest wasn't playing. Uh, the way that we set up, I thought the, the scoreline really flattered. I think for some reason there's a, a little groundswell of opinion that James Forrest 
isn't much of a player. I think it's very unfortunate for um, Forrest because he's been fantastically successful with Celtic and made a major contribution. And I've always said that people will not appreciate Forrest until his time at Celtic is over. Um, so I think that is a little harsh. Uh, but people take them for granted. Yeah, James Forrest for the last two and a half if not three years has been arguably Celtic's most consistent performer oh. 17 goals in all competitions last year forget he's got 8 already this season just because he's not yeah. firing week in week out as soon as he's out the team I genuinely think Celtic are a less dynamic and with regard to Griffiths um, it's it, it been a help to him that Celtic have played Partick Thistle Commander Ross County tomorrow um, it's allowed him, I think, to come back and be able to do what he has done two games, two goals. And uh, Neil Lennon has been able to change his shape to accommodate Lee Griffiths and uh, Odson Edward. But that might not necessarily be the case going forward. Lee Griffiths can make that decision easier for Neil Lennon if he stays in the team and keeps mm, scoring. Yeah. Selfishly, Lee Griffiths with 10 15 starts, 10 15 goals. Suddenly becomes a real option again for Scotland Gordon Strachan was in our office yesterday And, and the whole kind of Lee Griffiths debate There's a, a misconception about Lee And, and you know, reinforced by the kind of tape gate or bin gate Whatever you want to call it On international duty He's one of the quietest, most polite people you could ever wish to meet mm. um, Somebody who's gone through some obvious and uh, 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 confronted mental health Challenges But somebody who's at the peak of his Or should be at the peak of his career age wise The dilemma for Lee Griffiths Lee Griffiths needs to be fully fit In order to do himself justice But can't get himself fully match fit Because Odson Edwards in front of him So it's, so it's a vicious so kind of circle That Tom Rogic has found himself in If you've got Tom Rogic at 100% physical capacity You put him in the team every week I think Neil Lennon's challenge Is to try and get Lee Griffiths To be the best version of himself and then it becomes undroppable. Just to finish off, Paul, I mean, Ross County at home, does that fall into the the routine bracket? And I don't mean to sound disrespectful to Ross County. That's just a, a credit to the way Celtic and Rangers have been going about their business at home this season. Well, it should do. It, it, should, it should be. We should be able to rack a few goals up. This is where the goal difference comes in. I mean, uh, I think playing games at, at Celtic Park should make a big difference to Big Park. Uh, seems to give us a wee bit more freedom and I'd be looking I'd be looking for a healthy scoreline I don't want to say we're going to win 10 nothing or anything but I would be looking to back a few goals up well we'll find out tomorrow we're on air at 2 o'clock at some fantastic games so we'd love it for you all to join us thank you to Paul on the line now tonight's question from Stephen Balmer is this since 1987 players have scored extra time goals in Scottish Cup finals can you name them you can so far you're doing well George McCluskey Ian Ferguson for St Mirren Stevie Kirk for Motherwell Mark McGee scored against Celtic And against Rangers He's the one that's done it twice Can't believe he's taking credit for that Did you go and help him and he's just uh, Shameless And a lift up the road (laughs) For what it's worth I did just see Darrell Broadfoot Leave his mic position He walked over um, people are always surprised that we don't sit in here, we stand he? Darrell walked over, whispered something in Hugh's ear And Hugh has just shamelessly <laughs> but you see, I, I put flesh on the bones He just gave you a name I gave you the cup context. final in which he did well, it 50% of the context Right, you've got three to get and we'll get them next 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the league leader for compensation. Talk to Thompson's.com. We're into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Daryl Broadfoot are here. It's Dunfermline 2, Dundee nil. Five minutes before the break, and it's the Pars goal machine, Kevin Nisbet. And what a goal it was, Hugh Evans. Yeah. It's a long old weekend. We've got games on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, but when you give us your goal of the weekend on Monday night, I'm pretty sure you'll be considering Kevin Nisbet. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's picked up the ball, a, a defensive mistake by Dundee, but he's picked up the ball nearer the halfway line than the goal line. Uh, he's careered forward And the, the, the finish Is a pass into the net Real class uh, And the guy scores so many goals That uh, you've got to think that Somebody is having a look at A young man that's that prolific He's he, a real talent 21 goals for the season so far yeah. Top scoring Scotsman of 2019 he was as well So he's one to keep an eye on Kevin Nisbet at Dunfermline Fantastic goal from him Dunfermline to Dundee nil. Right, how are we getting on with this teaser since 1980? <laughs> Your left home depends on this. Since 1987, players have scored extra time goals in Scottish Cup finals. You've got George McCluskey in 1980. Moving forward, you've got Mark McGee, who did it twice. You've got Ian Ferguson and Stevie Kirk. So you've got three other players still to get. Is there another Aberdeen in there? Give us a clue. Oh, yes. Oh, so that now we're on Very much so Ian Jess No No Scott Booth No Earlier Earlier Alec McLeish No Right era Yes John Hewitt No <sighs> Eric Black Yes There we go 1-0 against Rangers That was the 83 I think 80. Eric Black Two to get Fergie Miller and McLeish One is the cup <laughs> Two to get Still time to get them Let's look at some of the other stories Doing the rounds Let's hear from Partick Thistle boss Ian McCall He says it was time for Kenny Miller to leave It wouldn't have benefited him Sitting on the Jags bench He has been a regular at Firhill this season um, But he's moved on And Thistle signed Brian Graham yesterday as well Zach Rudden Leading the line also It was always going to mean less game time For Kenny Miller I just spoke to him yesterday And uh, it was in a, one or two wee things But he was... I think he really appreciated how I did it. I hope he did. He's been not a minute's problem. He's been excellent training and stuff. And, you know, he's, he's, he's maybe going to... I, I, I never spoke to Kenny about his future plans, so, you know, he's doing a lot in the media. Whether he'll want to continue playing, I, I would imagine he will, because he's still fit enough. So he leaves with, his best wish, with our best wishes. And he's, he's a top scorer, so it wasn't an easy one to do. You know, I don't think it was a worth in Kenny maybe going down to the bench here, you know, so... Yeah, I think that was the main driver of it. I suppose you're hoping that his goals can be replaced with, with Brian Graham. I hope so. I hope so. Time will tell on that. Uh, hopefully Graham and Rudden can get on the score sheet sooner rather than later. It's an interesting one because not many clubs would quite willingly part company with their top scorer during the January window. But clearly Ian McCall sees something in the, the two guys that he's brought in yeah. uh, to suggest that overall that's going to have a more positive impact. The first they're away, sorry, they're away at Broth tomorrow. Uh, and with Barjonas... From Rangers, Lee O'Connor from Celtic, Brian Graham brought in, Zach Rudden brought in in the space of a week. He's really revamped things, Ian McCall. And I think he has done the right thing by Kenny Miller and Kenny Miller has done the right thing by him. There's no shouting and bawling. Amicable. And the younger legs will need to get Partick Thistle away from the bottom, Darrell. Makes sense. I think Ian McCall was probably even surprised by the extent of the job, having gone from the top end of the table to the bottom to, to go back to his, his first love. Um, 
But first sign of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. He's now got goals, he's got youth. Um, I think that was a humbling result against Dundee United at Firhill and he had to do something drastic. This is it. Yeah, and I mean, that game tomorrow, Hugh, they're all big down at that section of the yeah. championship, but Thistle Trail are both by three points. There's a chance to draw level, obviously. Your arithmetic yeah. doesn't have to be razor sharp to work that out. Um, but it's another one, and we said weeks ago now that, you know, we're not even close to the beginning of the season. We're in the new year. That The business end is probably not quite upon us yet. That comes a few weeks away before people start throwing that uh, title at it. But you've got to just start picking up points yeah. very soon. Um, to bring in Barjonas, O'Connor, Rudden and Graham, that's something that uh, Dick Campbell at Broth couldn't even begin to think about doing. Uh, so this has to come good for Partick Thistle tomorrow at Gayfield. It, it has to start right now. Um, and with those players on board uh, It would be worrying for Ian McCall If it didn't start tomorrow at Arbroath That said though, Craig Whiten well. Craig yeah. Whiten yeah, yeah. to Arbroath So yep. there's some interesting business being done everywhere 10 points separate Bottom table Alloa And third placed Air United mm. So from Partick Thistle's perspective Two wins takes them up to mid table Three, four wins takes them up to the top three That's how wonderfully mad mm. the championship is Motherwell-Hibs looks like a good fixture, Hugh You've got Motherwell who strengthened their grip on third place With that victory at Pataudry mm. A Motherwell side who, who clearly have been best, have been good more often than not Because that's the reason they're third But you know they've slipped up a couple of times at home They lost the previous meeting between the sides Jack Ross just struggling for a bit of consistency with Hibs at the moment Yeah, uh, but they went a goal down against Hamilton midweek And you're thinking Well, for Brian Rice it's been an emotional week What a terrific... Result that would be for him But then uh, Hibbs Refused To be out of it And they got the points In the end uh, And Martin Boyle Watched again uh, By Celtic uh, The window getting Close to the end uh, It could be a very interesting Last few days of the window But that for me Motherwell Hibbs Is probably the game of the day tomorrow I was going to say that Game of the day Possibly high scoring as well Hibernian can concede as much as they can come back and score two or three Motherwell, Motherwell's form um, has been terrific They are, they are the, the team chasing at the head of the, the other league that I'd mentioned So yeah, I think they'll be a cracker um, We'll surely get stuck into Hearts against Rangers build up tomorrow St Mirren Aberdeen, we have to wait until Sunday for that one Hugh Bad news for Saints fans today Kyle McGuinness is going to miss the rest of the season with a cruciate ligament injury So um, Jim Goodwin understandably disappointed to lose such an influential player Yeah but I think you have to do whatever you can Now you can't go parking the bus at home against Aberdeen You, you have to prey on Aberdeen's uh, You can argue whether vulnerability is too strong or not But they struggled last weekend against Jim Duffy's part-time Dumbarton Got there with a penalty And they lost at home Wednesday night to Motherwell So St Mirren have to try and take advantage of Aberdeen not being in a good place Okay let's leave it there Because you've still got work to do On the full time teaser One last read of the question Since 1987 players have scored Extra time goals in Scottish Cup finals George McCluskey Mark McGee twice Eric Black Ian Ferguson And Stevie Kirk You have five down and two to go Rudy Scatchel No way before that You are You've you've done the hard work You You have identified the club You've identified the era You just need to fill in a couple more blanks I mean, high profile teammates of some of the guys you've mentioned 
You've mentioned Mark McGee You've mentioned Eric Black Who have you not mentioned? Um, oh, this is ridiculous Who have you not mentioned, Daryl Broadfoot? <laughs> In all of them You specifically Me? You know Gordon this guy Strachan. pretty well Gordon Strachan <sighs> Wow And his <laughs> is, is there another teammate? McGee Willie Miller Nope Hugh Keevans has got a really childish way of doing this He likes to finish with initials I tell him oh. the initials and he tries to fill it in You'll get it you I'm ready? not childish <laughs> <laughs> N.C. Neil Cooper Oh nearly oh. Ta- Big tatty Neil Cooper Thank you very much Hugh Keevans and Daryl Broadfoot As always though the biggest thanks goes to you Thank you for all your calls and tweets And for keeping us company on this Friday night We are back tomorrow Brilliant football to look forward to We're here at 2 o'clock We'd love for you to join us And in the meantime your weekend can truly get started GBX Friday's up next Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the form team for compensation for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompson's.com.